0: Shila Gurudev Ki Jai, Shri Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Shri Raujigopad Ki Jai, Grantarash Shri Madhagavatam Ki Jai, Gaur Bhattavrindaki Jai, Gaur Praman Hariyo. So, good afternoon to all of you. And we are continuing with our series of lectures about the Bhava Chatur Shloki of these four emotional verses, if you will. If we take Bhava as what it is. Also, Bhava means your emotion, divine emotion. So, <clears throat> this emotional cha- uh, fourfold section, if you will, of the Bhagavatam, spoken by so called demon, but as we know, one of the main characters in regarding devotion in the Bhagavatam, mm-hmm. So, today is our third meeting. In our second meeting we were mainly uh, seeing the first verse. Today we will see the second one. We have an introduction, introduction lecture as well. So, last lecture, brief summary, we were mentioning the first verse, Aham Haritabha Padai Kamulam, Manash, Maretasu, Pater, Tugaya And there, Brita Sura is praying, Oh my Lord, please, mm-hmm. uh, you are my only shelter, my exclusive shelter, your feet, are am my uni, my exclusive shelter. So let me, again and again, become this, once again, Boya, become the servant of the servant of the servant. Mm-hmm. And in this way, we, I will be able to, with my mind, remember your attributes, with my words, about your glories and with my body render you different particular services. So as we mentioned, sura here is in in a, in a mood of deep separation and longing for reunion with his beloved Lord, if you will, for getting in closer proximity. And this type of prayer, even though he's not officially saying this overtly, commentators like who have mentioned this which is what here in this first verse was praying for some specific type of service, which one I made it clear saying, with my body I may offer you betel not, and this, like that. So this type of prayer enters in the category of what Guru Goswami will call lalasumayi, which means prayers of longing, that are more, characterized more stages like bhava bhakti and so on. So we may we try to go in depth in, in, in the contrast and what does it mean to pray from that place and on the other side the other party, if you will, which is Indra, which was just leave, leaving one guru, killing another, just for the sake of his, if you will, own personal material comfort, position, and on this other side we have a so-called demon. Now, on one side the, the chief of the demigods, the chief of the pious people, acting in such a particular way on the other side, achieve the, the will of the demons, acting in such a particular way. And sometimes we have to go beyond what things appear to be. So here, in this first verse, Britta Sura was praying for Dasa Nudasa, the condition of being the servant of the servant, so emphasizing the, the post-liberated uh, situation of Sadhu Sangha. And Sadhu Sangha is not only crucial for Bhakti to appear in our life for the first time, but also Krishna prem Janmetenho, Even in the stage of Prem, Sadhu Sangha is crucial. The beginning is crucial, and of course, in between is crucial as well. So whatever is Sadhu Sangha, everything is there. The medium is there, the goal is there, Sadhana, sadhya, and so on. So, Ramananda Sambad we were quoting yesterday in our lecture on Vaishnava etiquette, Ramananda Ro- Roy say with Mahaprabhu from what's the greatest joy to be with the devotees? What's the greatest calamity to not be with the devotees? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Separation from the Vaishnava, the greatest calamity. Mm-hmm. Goswami also in Bhagavatam but to say I wish to remain with the devotees more of what I wish to remain alive. Mm-hmm. Like implying, what's the meaning of my existence without such a particular agency? such a particular portal and goal in itself not only means but goal in itself mm-hmm. so this way Britta was expressing himself with such a longing addressing Bhagavan as Asupate, the Lord of my life, expressing my life is there, my life rests on you are my praneshwar, my prananas, the Lord of my, how do sighing, ah, oh, sighing. <laughs> And he said, let me buya again, be with you, be your servant. Don't, again, this that does not imply that he was in a transcendental status in Baikuntha. He fell from there, but it has to do with his previous life as, as Chitra Chitraketu Maharaj. And this way he prayed for Man Bak, uh, Tanu Man Manu Viraham basically. With my mind, with my words, in my body, may I be yours forever. I want to offer my whole self in a comprehensive way, from tip to toe, for your pleasure. Samarpana, Atma Samarpana, says Sittanyo Tarikandrita, Diksha Kale, kale Atma Samarpana, which means, the process of Diksha is complete when you make of yourself a full offering for the pleasure of Krishna. Words, mind, body, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And we have pointed this important point. Regarding mind, words, and bodies, what, what we are thinking, ideally, we should be speaking, and what we are speaking, ideally, we should be enacting with our body, performing. There should be this type of non-contradictory flow, at least as a goal to attain. As, as our guru master would say, spiritual life. When someone said to him, "I think spiritual life should be a private affair, from doors inside," and he said, "No, actually." Spiritual life means that be- that between your spiritual life and your private life there is no difference. That's spiritual life. So that has to do with this idea: mind, words, body, all flowing in in, in, a, in the same direction. No, no, no conflict between them. Of course, this has to do with more advanced, considerably advanced stages of bhakti. But at least we should know. Day on a daily basis, we should like refine all this. So here, British Sura finishes his prayer in this way. So some words regarding our previous lecture, last Sunday, Saturday. So today we are continuing with verse, next verse, the four verses of this Babacatu logica, one after the other. So previous verse was 6th, 11th chapter, verse 24. And today we are starting verse 25. So let me share the verse. Also for the ones that are here connected, just in case, um, give me one minute, okay. so this gives the verse, so I will recite it in Sanskrit and then we can che- check the translation and try to unpack some content there, so it says like this, <laughs> Tam chaparamesham na Sarbabhomam Narasadi Patam Na Jobasidvir Apunar Bhavamba Samanja Satra Biraha Yakamchi. I wrote it properly? Okay, <laughs> just in case. So the translation that uh, is generally giving to this verse, which is saying, Oh my lord, remember try to maintain in mind which is the particular context. Indra is totally downfounded, like just witnessing the prayers of Brita Sura. <laughs> you know, with his hand with the thunderbolt about to kill him, but at the same time like who is killing who? You no, know, Sura with such prayers is totally defeating, if you will, Indra. But he's witnessing such a darshan, if you will and Sura with tears in his eyes ecstatically burning in separation and praying to Bhagavan. So that's the context of these verses, praying themselves out. So it says, Oh my Lord, source of all opportunities, I do not desire to enjoy in Dhruvalok the heavenly planets or the planet where Lord Brahma resides, nor do I want to be the supreme ruler of all the earthly planets, or the lower planetary systems, just in case. I do not desire to be master of the powers of mystic yoga, nor do I want liberation. If I have to give up your lotus feet. So, yeah, as you can see, this verse includes a lot of na, 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 nah. similar to na dhanam na dhanam na similar <laughs> A lot of neti neti. <laughs> this not, nah, this is not, nah, this is not, nah, but in this country, no. Nah. So here, na say, Nana means not, not some express rejection. Rejection? So, Nana Kaprishna, Nana could mean Swargalok, heavenly planets, but also could mean generally the commentator referred to Dhruvalok, which, as you know, this is connected to the pole star and is considered a Kunta planet on earth. So, it's transcendentally constituted, Vishnu residing there. So let's take Nanaka pristam following, as we will see Jiva Goswami's commentary, as Lok. You know? So some liberated status in some Vaikuntha planet, if you will. So he's saying Na, Nanaka Prishtam. Okay. Nanaka Prishtam, He said Na, cha, Cha means also, also I do not wish Parameshtyam, which means the in this in this particular case, the realm of Lord Brahma, Brahma Loka, the highest. Possible material level of attainment. I don't want Brahmalog, I don't want even the post of Brahma
1: itself
0: Na Now, From Vaikuntha we go to Brahma-lok. from Brahma-lok we come to earth Sarvabhohman, Bhohman means Bhumi and Sarva means all. So I do not want, how do you say in English? So, sovereignty, sovereignty, like, mm-hmm. like a kingdom in all earth to be the king of the whole Planetary Earth, I don't want that. Not a nor I do want rasaadipatya. Rasaadipatya has to do with rasatala tala, tala, patal, the lower planetary system. So we have spoken about some planet, higher planetary system, middle planetary system, lower planetary system. I don't want that either. Just in case he's making everything clear, because one may think maybe you want to go to some. Kingdom in Patala, you are an Asura, maybe, you, no, not that. By concept, maybe, not like, so, gradually. Then he says, Na Yoga Siddhir. I don't want Yoga Siddhi. I don't want mystic perfection coming from the practice of Yoga. Anima, Lagima, and all these types of technologies, if you will. Subtle levels, possibilities of manipulation of, of, of psychic matter, if you will. And he says, Apunar Babam uh, Ba. So Ba means or, and the last part he says is Apunar Babam, which means to be free from the repeated cycles and birth and death. I don't want mukti, basically, he's saying also. Okay. So the question is, what do you want? <laughs> so the last line basically is, is, is expressing that it says, samanja et bidahaya So he uh, addresses. Bhagavan is Samanjasa. Samanjasa here means all source of all opportunity. It's interesting the contrast, because you say, all source of all opportunity. I don't want any of these opportunities. (laughs) Most of the people addresses you for one of these opportunities, at least one. I don't want any of them. You are the source of all that. I don't want any of that. But also by calling Bhagavan source of all opportunities, it's implied. There is something I want, there is some opportunity I would like to receive that is not in this list. So indirectly he's saying that. He already said that in the first verse, he made it clear. Now he's like elaborating on that. So he will say, So he resorts to follow Shabbat in direct language. He says, means you, Birahaya, has to do with Biraha, to be separated from, in this case, from you, means uh, I wish so the point is I don't want any of these things if any of them imply something that will promote my separation from you basically. that's the idea so indirectly he's saying I want you, I want to serve you and even I want to serve you if the price of you is rejecting all these things, I have no problem the point is I may accept any of those things in case they do not represent an obstacle in my bhakti. He's actually not rejecting those things. He's rejecting the possibility that that may act as an obstacle in his service to Bhagavan. He's not saying, "I don't want, any, I don't want this." If they, do, if they maintain me in this separation from you, basically, I am burning in separation from you. Remember, His birther sure throne. Now he's not in the forest fire of samsara. But using the forest fire of separation, which is another form of samsara. The word samsara also means full essence. Samsara means cream essence and sam means complete. So we have different forest fires and different samsaras. <laughs> and we are thrown in the forest fire of material existence. That's one forest fire, samsara, dhavana, the lali the, the loka. We every day pray for torrential rain to save us from that. which is thrown in another type of yeah, some rain there, no? no? I don't know what that was. Yeah, There's just appearing nice. to accompany the description. But Vrittasura is in another forest fire, another samsara. No? It's in the forest fire, of burning in the fire of separation, and that's a form of samsara, full full cream, <laughs> full essence, if you will. So he's making this point, no? I mean, he's presenting the the very foundation of, of, of Sudha Bhakti, of uttam Bhakti. I want to engage in uttam Bhakti, that's the main consideration. All the other things can be accommodated somehow or other if that first consideration is in place. If that's in place, I may go to Potala Log, I may go to Sarga Log, I may receive monkey, I may receive Yoga seed, I may not. I don't care. The first consideration is the important one here. So, Prichasura is trying to Strongly about this. Hmm? So again, there, this there is a, this is a, quite a parallel with Mahaprabhu's fourth verse in Siddhastagana. Hmm? Again, na, 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 Mahaprabhu is saying, na, danam, na, janam, na, sundaring. It's another way of saying the same. Kavitamba, jagadisha, kavaye, mamajan, manijan, manishuli, pavatatatya, he, say, I, he says basically, say, I don't want anything, in this case he refers more to Mahaprabhu saying I don't want Dharma, Arta, karma Moksha, I don't want wealth, followers, knowledge, even mokti. but I want bhakti birth after birth, I don't care coming one over and over again. which is saying the same, I don't care about liberation, that means if I have to come again and again in order to nourish my bhakti, let that be, let that happen, I will embrace that, I will celebrate that opportunity too nourish my, my bhajan If going to earth will have that purpose I love planet Earth If going to patala <laughs> will serve that purpose Let's go there, <laughs> something like this That's not Patal. that's bhakti log no? <laughs> Of that person, the planet of bhakti, whatever you mean So here, Vrita is establishing this very foundation of, of Uttan Bhakti what Rupa Goswami says when she describes the type of bhakti that we are expected to to embrace, uh, to to begin with at least conceptually, Uttambhakti, Anyabhi Lasita Which means it should be this Uttam Bhakti should be devoid of all separate interest, of all selfish desire that has nothing to do with the pleasure of Krishna, with the pleasure of bhakti. So this is a very important conceptual foundation, at least to honestly accept with integrity. Yeah, The type, the school of bhakti I've been blessed with to participate in, is inviting me to this level of expre- devotional expression. Mm-hmm. No selfishness. No selfishness. I may be selfish yet, but the, the, the gift that came to me is inviting me in, in in a particular direction, and I feel I feel invited there. I feel inspired to go there. I feel far away from that, but at the same time the gift is coming with such a, a potency, I cannot resist, <laughs> Even though I may resist sometimes, there's so much potency coming that the current is taking me. I, I should not put so much opposition. Some opposition is there, but at least let yourself be taken by the flow, if you will, by the bhakti wave, and interestingly, there's, there's other verse apart from this one of the Sikshastatam, in the Bhagavatam, in the 16th chapter of the 10th canto where the Kaliya-lila is depicted, and after Krishna is doing his Bharatnatyam on the heads of Kaliya, you know, he's dancing, his Varnitya, mostly, like destructive dancing, like the one Shiva performs at the end of the cycle, and he's about to kill Kalia, basically, and there appears on a scene there Kalia's wife, the Patnis So they start to pray to Bhagavan. And one verse, is not exactly the same, but it's almost the same. You can look it for that. It's verse 37, chapter 16 and 10th canto. It's almost the same. It's almost the same point. The last line changed a little bit. So again, this is as they say in the scripture, like pounding the post. When they want to make something clear, they will repeat it one time, two times. So you'll find these kinds of things. In the Bhagavad Gita there are some verses that are almost the same, in the Bhagavad and sometimes almost the same, but so they want to make a point in different sections. Here we are in the sixth canto. remember, this is the Bindu of the Treatise, but as we say, this Bhagavad Chaton Slok is given a trailer of what will be fully unpacked in Vrindavan Lila in the description of the Braja and the tenth canto. And there in the description of the tenth canto we find a parallel to this verse spoken in just in the midst of Kaliya Lila, which is a very important section of the Braja very uh, emotional, with All the Brajavasis from their different Bhavas are like experiencing intense feelings towards Krishna which is just a boy dancing in the midst of such a snake, <laughs> so it's a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. Let me share with you some words from our poor regarding what they have commented on this verse. Mm-hmm. First, uh, I will share some what Srila Prabhupada mentions, there is a very brief commentary he shared, so I will read it, all, all of that. It's brief, he it says, the pure devotee, in the context of what we have said, the pure devotee never desires to gain material opportunities by rendering transcendental loving service to the Lord. A pure devotee, again, <laughs> the same word, desires only to engage in loving service to the Lord, in the constant association of the Lord with his external associates, as stated in the previous verse, Dasanudasu pray for Das as confirmed by Narottamdas Dasakur, who so shares some well known line, Tandera, Tarana, Sevi, Bhakta, Tanevas, Janame, hari Hai, Eyavilas. Hmm. Narottam is saying they, they're like to serve the Lord and his servants, of his servants, in the association of devotees, is the only objective of a pure, unalloyed devotee.
1: Hmm.
0: So if someone asks you what's the goal of your life, you can say, to serve the servants of the servants. That's another way of saying it. Bhakti. Because you may say prem-bhakti, but what's the practical application and implication of that? Once someone asks you, let's what's prem-bhakti? And, and, and of course, you, you must be prepared for a noble rendering of, of, of that from his lips. He won't say, divine love for Sri and Krishna. He won't share the official sutra-like answer. <laughs> so he said, prem-bhakti means that Krishna will bestow on you unlimited energy to express that in service. Okay. So I like that. Because now we we serve, we have some energy. We may like to have more, hopefully. And hopefully for expressing in the confidence service, but we may not be able to be fully, fully empowered, filled with that. That framework. Really so as we get close to that we will receive more and more. Because we will be we will know what to do with that energy. Maybe Krishna now is not empowering us so much because he knows if I give him very too much empowerment, who knows what he should do with such a, such shakti. <laughs> <laughs> but Prem Bhakti means all Shakti comes to you and all Shakti you offering service. You are not taking anything from yourself. Mm-hmm. So Narutan Dasaku is making this point here. Mm-hmm. The goal of my life is a janame janame. Mm-hmm. Janmani Janmani. life after life, I only hunger for mm-hmm. increasing the sebi bhaktasani, to serve the lotus, to charana, sevi bhakta of the devotee. So that's the basic idea of what we call pure bhakti, bhakti for bhakti's own sake. And this is a hard to follow. to really enter into the concept and inhabit such a concept. I'm engaging in bhakti for the only purpose of increasing my engagement in bhakti. And then you may, your mind may question, but for what? For further increasing of my engagement in bhakti. And you can continue giving that answer ad infinitum. Forever. <laughs> when someone asked that to fill a Prabhupada, what's, what's the result of chanting Hare Krishna? And you know, at that time, anyone was expecting any answer. See lights in the sky, start to fly, psychedelic <laughs> experiences without LSD, whatever. <laughs> Dharma, the Gang, Moksha, and any variety. The Prabhupada went right to the core that the the result of chanting Hare Krishna is that you will be able to continue chanting Hare Krishna more, more. We want to increase again our capacity to engage in seva. Actually, we are already having the opportunity of doing what we will be doing in eternity. That's a very unique, interesting perspective. To think, whatever I'm doing on a daily basis, in one sense, is what I will be doing in eternity. Of course, the only difference is frame Bhakti is not yet there, but the form of Bhakti is there that is taking me in that direction, but on a daily basis in, in and now that many of these services will be performed, and in another form we try the little as well. So in, in one sense, the goal has already came to us. <laughs> we now have to go there, if you will, no? but, but that's the goal. We are doing what we are doing with the for the sake of continuing doing that, not only in, in, in greater quantity, but of course quality. But if quality is there, quantity for sure will be there as well. proper so Prabhupada mentions that in his, in his purpose. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's Sarartha mm-hmm. commentary to this <clears throat> As, as, as is usual in his commentaries, as we have been seeing, Vishwanath Chakrabart is like introducing in between dialogues between Britra and Bhagavan. Britra okay. Sura is praying to Bhagavan. Bhagavan is apparently not speaking here, at least overtly in the Bhagavatam, but to the to the ears of Vishwanath, they are having a conversation. So he reveals to us what Bhagavan is saying to Britra mm-hmm. So Britta Sura was praying in the first verse for something. Oh my Lord, let me engage mind, body, words. So according to Vishwanath, now Bhagavan replies to Britta Sura and says, "I'll give you all results, including swarga and liberation. Please take everything." So basically, Vishwanath says this is the answer to that Sura is given to Bhagavan. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> But he continues explaining that. He says, shaking his head, Bridgesur emphatically refuses, saying, no, no, no. Again, you have to pound the post three times, makes it clear. Exclamation mark and shaking head. All, all the, all, everything is to give the full comprehensive denial. <laughs> shaking of the head, exclamation mark, repetition three times. No, no, no. So, Nanaka Prishtam, says Vishwanath, means Swarga. According to Vishwanath, Nanaka Prishtam means Swarga. We'll say Jiva Goswami will consider that global law. There is some possibility, but both are applicable. So, inter- interpreting Nanaka Prishtam as Swarga, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, paraphrases, uh, paraphrases? Vrithrasura saying to Bhagavan, in separation from you, my life earths are burning my pranas are drying how <laughs> will Svarga make me happy meeting you, I will attain the three blessings mentioned in the previous verse mind, body, words engage in yourself what is the use of accepting the happiness of Svarga? basically that's what we is. if we take Nanaka Prishnamas heavenly planets. That we we don't have an idea what are heavenly planet. you know, sometimes we in our daily discourse will say, no, Farga, bro. We even reject Mukti. But it's easy to say that if you if you don't have a glimpse of what's that about in real life. <laughs> Once one he was saying that and it makes sense to me. Say, well we say Mukti is totally insignificant compared to Bhakti and it is. But what if Mukti personified comes in front of you with folded hands, offering her service to you and saying you can have this experience, no more contact with any of the three gunas, total peace forever. Will you sign the contract or say, no, no, thank you, I will continue chanting her, (laughs) now.' We don't know, we may have some appetizer of of Swarga Lok, taste the delights of heaven in such a subtle, aesthetic way. As we were saying, everyone is perspiring lotus and aroma there. And everyone's dancing and singing and everything is perfectly all the architecture is perfect Go some there, so be careful. No, no comparison with colonial styles or whatever. So all, all all the all the artistic sensibilities that we may find interesting here, they're multiplied a trillion fold there. That's i and, and more, but still, as, and as you know, you can live there for millions of years, so it seems eternal. I mean, it seems, again. Today I was hearing one well lecture from Guru Maharaj, and he was making this contrast. Of, if you analyze from our perspective the life of Brahma, it seems eternal. But from eternity, there's just a moment. And that's why uh, the whole life of Brahma is compared with the duration of, of, of of the universe and in connection to Vishnu, that un- so-called unlimited life of Brahma is just one breathing of Vishnu, <laughs> the life of Brahma is just one exhalation in eternity, life of Brahma gone, next one, <laughs> so it's really subjective, from our particular perspective it's like, wow, but it's like, a, I don't know, like a butterfly looking at our times, no, like, oh, this human being is living for 60 years, and a butterfly is living for one day, of hours. No, subjectively speaking, of hours, but the devas look at us and we are little butterflies. <laughs> and from eternity the devas, no, so it's so relative. Yeah. But the conclusion, of course, Krishna says in the Gita, Brahma will not look up and From Brahma up to the end, lower planetary system, full of misery, full of temporary, temporary experience. So here with the is saying I don't want Svarga. I don't want I don't want heaven. Basically Svarga is heaven. What other traditions generally conceive of heaven is Svarga. And you hear they do not have so much idea about heaven in other religious traditions, but whatever they say, that resembles the most with the Svarga of, of the Vedic description. But for someone like Vrithrasura, he says, for me, he says, without you, he's saying to Bhagavan, without you, heaven is hell for me. I don't want heaven without you. Which type of heaven is that? And we see that most of the people who conceive going to heaven, they are not conceiving a life of eternal service to, to the Godhead. They just want their, their private clouds, and up-down, and they do whatever they like, and. <laughs> And that's an idea closer to hell than to heaven, speaking. <laughs> so British Suri is saying, I don't want heaven without you, that's hell. And if I have to go to hell with you, that's heaven. So the idea of what's hell, what's heaven, doesn't have to do with the geographical movement. Perlat Maharas is described as residing in, in one of the different lower planetary systems. But you cannot say that he's in hell, Perlat Maharas. And Indra is in a in heaven, but he behaves like hell here, he's behaving like a demon with all respect to the chief of the demons mm-hmm. so basically the idea of this verse, of course extending the, the, the idea, we won't go into detail with each one of the points in heaven, yoga city, Brahma law, kingdom on earth and so on, but the point here is saying Whatever is favorable to my bhajan, whatever is anukul, favorable, I accept that. I will accept everything with that criterion, that's the context that I will say over and over again. The, 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 the morality of a vajna is plays itself out in the context of anukulyas, sankalpa, pratikulya Whatever is favorable to bhakti I accept, whatever is unfavorable I reject. Those are. That's the, mora- the devotional morality. In a, and in a, in a, if I have to step on the head of morality for embracing something favorable to Bhajan, I will do that. That's not immoral, but it's trans moral. That's the conclusion of the Gita. Sarva dharma Reject all morality, basically, and just surrender to me. So that's the point. That's our morality. Just surrender to Krishna. Whatever other thing, I will step on the head of that for that purpose. Mm-hmm. So the point is, everything can be something that facilitates our goal or obstructs our goal. It will depend a lot on our attitude, actually. Mm-hmm. You can approach, address the same situation, and it can be favorable for Bucky or not. It does not necessarily speak about the thing in itself, but how we are approaching that. For example, Kamsa was absorbed in thinking about Krishna, but that was not favorable for Bhakti because he was full of fear of wanting to kill Krishna. But it's not that smaran in itself is unfavorable, but to think of Krishna in that particular way is not favorable, it's an obstacle. Mm -hmm. So here, Vrita Sura is saying, Bhakti is so powerful that even I can accept all those things, but maybe not all simultaneously because one is heavenly planet, the other lower planet, but my point (laughs) is... I may accept any of those things. And if Bhakti is there with me, those won't be an obstacle. That's the point. Bhakti makes everything complementary to Bhakti, if you will. If one is properly situated, again, as Guru Maharaj was saying the other day, we cannot abuse this instruction and, and, and try to... Okay, everything, I will connect everything with Bhakti. If you have that Adhikar, Okay, go on, but that requires a certain level of <laughs> purity and, and intention and, and purpose. Mm-hmm. And of course, British to are having that. So he's saying that, I will reject all of this only if that's an obstacle to Bhakti. I will accept all of this only if that uh, promotes further Bhakti. So everything has the potential to be connected to Bhakti. Arup Siddha Bhakti, uh, Sangha Siddha Bhakti, some form. Mm-hmm. But also, something can become an obstacle. And if that's an obstacle, even if it takes the form of liberation, going to a like, Kunta planet, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm. Interestingly, also to say that the example given sometimes in this context is of sometimes the devotees may seem pure devotees, well known pure devotees are known for having, for praying to Krishna for something else, apparently. One famous example is that of um Maharaj. Judicial Maharaj is describing in like at the end of the 10th canto chapter like 70, like he's describing and desiring Here the word paramestia also appears. And means like in, in this case, here it means Brahmalok. Here it means something similar, which is unrivaled? Un, unrivaled, sover, sover, what's Sovereignty. 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 Okay, that's a tough one. Unrivaled Sovereignty. So Parameshya means that. So at one point Yudhisthi Maharaj was desiring that and he worshiped Krishna through the Rajasuya yakna. At least, apparently, it seems that he wanted Krishna, please bless this endeavor the endeavor of mine. But actually Parameshya, which can be transformed, described as unrivaled, sovereignty. <laughs> actually it's also a name of Krishna, it can be a name of Krishna, our teacher have described it like that, Parameshti, Parama-ishta, means a name of Krishna. So actually it may, it, it's, it's to say that if the devotee accepts Parameshtiya, which would mean also like power, is only in the service of Parameshti, of Bhagavan. So if someone is praying for that, for example, Judici Maharaj was praying to Krishna, uh, give me the power so I can engage in this particular yajna, rasa, raya yajna, and I will be established a very powerful king but actually he desired all this only basically because he was thinking the context this is Dwarka, so he was thinking Krishna should live in Dwarka. but for Krishna to live in Dwarka, the, the city should be suitably enough wealthy for hosting Krishna properly no? so this king has a particular Mood of devotion towards Krishna. And also another reason that the Acharya gives give as to why Jidhisthi Maras was praying for material opulence, was this is a famous one, Jidhisthi thought along the scripture it is known that on many occasions, as we say the other day, that that the devotees of Shiva are very wealthy and Shiva is very poor, but the, the devotees of Vishnu, who is the husband of the gods of fortune, are very poor. So I don't want people that to think that the ones who are worshipping Krishna, Vishnu, will end up being poor and they may be discouraged of worshipping him. So I want them to have some reference of someone very opulent who is a devotee of Krishna. So that's why Yudhisthira Maharaj was trying to increase his opulence in the context of the Riders of Not so much for his own sake, because if you really analyze the standard of devotion of Yudhisthira Maharaj, he was not after those things. So that's one way we can understand when sometimes it appears that some devotees are, pure devotees, are asking to Krishna, give me wealth. Hmm? It's not actually give me, give wealth for some particular purpose in your service. Hmm? Also, this verse of the Bhagavatam is quoted by Srila Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Assembly to Sindhu. He gives lots of Brahman verses to substantiate his different points along the book, especially from the Bhagavatam. and this verse appears in Bhakti Rasambhita Sindhu 1 to 32, in this context uh, Rupa Goswami is describing sadhana bhakti, hmm? sadhana bhakti, and the different types of the hmm? different levels of the bhaktis, different types of the voltage. before this, he, in this context is mentioned in this famous verse, bhakti muktis priyaay davatisay divartate, Mm-hmm. He, that he speaks about the desire for bukti and mukti as, as witches you say? witches That's kind of how, what's the verse? Oh. The, the verse With, the verb sorry witchify oh. <laughs> okay the desire for bukti and mukti are hunting oneself and one cannot experience the full bliss of bhakti by being hunted by those witches not bhukti and mukti themselves, because they are mentioned in the scripture, but the desire for them. So in the context of that, of giving strength to that point, he goes to this verse, where mukti, in all its forms, mukti, in all its forms, even devotion and mukti by Kunta, are rejected by, not rejected totally, but rejected if that's not conducive for, for pure bhakti, which is what Rupa Goswami is describing, when he speaks about sadhana bhakti here, is speaking about the Sadhana Bhakti of uttam Bhakti. Before Rupa Goswami speaks about what's Sadhana Bhakti, he, fe, he first says what's uttam Bhakti. Then he goes and explains Sadhana Bhakti, Bhava Bhakti, Prem Bhakti, Bhakti Rasa, and so on. But first, which type of Bhakti we are speaking about? Uttan Bhakti. And then, Sadhana Bhakti. And this verse is given as an example of this. So let me show you the commentary to this verse. And we are almost getting close. close section by Sila Jiva Goswami. He comments on this verse in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and in his Krama Sandharva. Krama Sandharva, maybe you know, is, I mean, we have the Sat of Sila Jiva Goswami, but also there is, we may call it the seventh one. It's called a Krama Sandharva, which is a commentary to the Srimad Bhagavatam, basically. And generally, whatever he commented on the ba- Bhagavad verses that are quoted in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he puts that commentary on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in his Krama So this happens here in his comment- Krama Sandarbha commentary to this verse, and in the commentary to this verse, I see that appears in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. You follow the idea? So he basically will will make it clear this gradation of of goals that here it is are mentioned by, by Brita Sura, from highest to lowest. So he says like this by placing the four desirable places Drbaok, Brahmalok, earth and lower planets in the order of increasing in, increasing insignificance, Brita Sura indicates the greater value of the preceding the preceding place
1: mm-hmm.
0: huh? beginning with, na which according to Jiva Goswami he says Dhruvalok. Remember, no, like Baikunta planning. So he says following this idea, Dhruvalok is the best here. I mean it's the best, but Vita Sura says, nah. <laughs> Dhruvalok is the best since Vishnu resides there. But even that he rejects. <clears throat> then we have no Druvalok. then comes what? Hmm? No, but you have to say to me what does it mean? I know the rest, not Brahma <laughs> Lok. So we have Baikunthalok, Swarga, Parameshan, then, Sarva All the world. All the world. And the and difficult word word that I cannot pronounce too much. Sovereignty. Thank you. Sovereignty in all worlds. Then we have Rasadipatyam, which means? No, no, no. Okay, so Jiva Goswami has made it clear this is the, from higher to lower, but it doesn't stop there. As you see, there's one more line. So there are two lower things, even though it may seem higher. So he says the Yoga Siddhi and liberation, hmm? Yoga Siddhi are placed after the lower planets, hellish planets. <laughs> Of these two, Yoga Siddhi is superior to liberation. When they say liberation, he means Sayuja in this case, impersonal liberation. Yoga Siddhi and impersonal liberation, jiva continues, are considered inferior even to ruling the lower planetary systems because of their placement at the end of the list. Impersonal liberation is placed at the end because in that position there is no opportunity for bhakti. Yoga Siddhi gives a little opportunity for Bhakti. So that, that's a country of Jiva Roshani. The lowest, the up here is corresponding with how much opportunity for Bhakti you have. So even though it may sound weird, because for many people who may embrace Hinduism, Moksha is the, the ultimate goal. Dharma leads to Artha. You behave nicely, you have good income. Artha leads to Kam. You enjoy your senses by having good income, uncome leads to moksha by way of frustration. <laughs> After you have enough so called enjoyment, you don't want any more of that. That's how it works, the system. So, all, the converging, apparent converging point of the Vedic tradition is moksha, but here, Rita Sura or Goswami is saying that's in the last position of the list. What journalists consider the goal. He say no because there is no in the context of bhakti, which is the fifth goal, padchama purushartha, in personal liberation, Sayuja Mukti, radical non-dualism. It's not offering any opportunity for bhakti whatsoever. So that's considered the worst. Yoga Siddhi. You may be quite haunted by subtle technologies, and you are flying in the sky, and you may read in others' mind, and may think, oh, in God, who knows? So there may be not too much opportunity for Bhakti, because you are too much distracted, if you will, by subtle issues. In some cases, of course, we know devotees that may have Yoga City, and they are using Bhakti, or they have them just like taking a nap, they are not using it. But they do not become distracted. I mean, try to imagine, you can become distracted by Yoga City. Once the La is was given a lecture and says, speaking in this context, and say, well, I'm speaking now to you here. And he was making this point that a pure devotee has all the yoga cities, but he she doesn't consider interesting to, and plot. So he was speaking to the audience and say, if I would like now, I could just fly from the window with my son. But he said, but what's the point of that? I prefer to remain here and share Harikata with you. But all the devotees were, fly, 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 fly from the window. <laughs> You, you can imagine that you, because that's the tendency. We want some entertainment and some supernatural thing, and we sometimes have that in the DNA. That's spiritual. Miraculous, some miracle. Miraculous things we, we tend to compare to transcendence, and has nothing to do with that. It can be just some sub. I mean, I see this cell phone, and for me, it's a miracle. I don't have a, a clue about how to start doing something like that. At one point, it's, I mean, totally. Beyond my head, but it's material, totally material. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are trying to spiritualize that, no? But <laughs> but the, the point is there is a difference between yoga, city, and of course, and transcendence. But again, here Jiva Goswami is pounding the post and himself of mukti as the lowest type of attainment, mm-hmm. a type of hellish condition for Vaishnavas because we must say, you know, it may sound weird, but we, we consider that a life of material entanglement is more conducive for bhakti than a life of mukti. Because in material entanglement at least you, you have a notion of diversity and individuality and interactions and relationships and emotional possibilities. They are mis- misdirected only, but in mukti you cannot have any of those things because there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. Or, if, or if you have not have yet achieved um, officially Brahma Sayuja, but you have strong mukti scars, it will be difficult for you to conceive, to find some charm in the bhakti project, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for him, uh, Prabhupada Nanda said that. He said that in, in this line, interestingly, he was. In, in, in his glorification of Mahaprabhu, a famous verse glorifying Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a, in a, in a series of prayers for Chaitanya Chandranbhita, he said Kaibalyam Narakayate Tridashapur Akasha Pushpayate kala sarpa Patalai Trotkata Bishwa Pornam Sukayate, Bibi Mahen, Gradis Chakitayate, Yat Karunyaka Takshabayva Bhavata'am, Tangourame So he, there he says, I offer my pronoun to Sri Man Mahaprabhu, and by only receiving a, a sidelong glance, a merciful glance from him, a series of things start to happen in my life, so he starts to give the whole list. So the verse begins saying Kaivalyam Narakayate. For one who has received such a glance, kaivalya or merging in Brahman is like naraka, like hellish planet. Mukti is a hellish attainment. The attainment of the heavenly planets is like a phantasmagoria, he says. It's like a like a yeah, like like, like a flower in the in the, in the sky. It's something that does not exist, basically for someone who has received that mm-hmm. the senses which are so dangerous in this world now are like like the fangs of the serpent a serpent with, that its fang, whose fangs have been extracted so there is no danger there mm-hmm. um, and then he says the whole world becomes the realm of, of, of bliss Vidi Mahendra, Kati and the demigods like Indra and others are no much better like than insects, he says. <laughs> of course, with this, his problem and saraswati has his way of ecstatically expressing his love for Mahaprabhu, but the point is, for someone who really has received that merciful glance from Mahaprabhu, all these other goals of life, included there, Mukti, Bhukti, C, D, R, so goals become insignificant, that, that's the main point here. And we say the other day, Krishna Bhaktanish Kama, Taya santa Bhukti Mukti Siddhi Karni, the devotee is in peace because he only desires Bhakti for the sake of Bhakti. The ones who desire something else, Bhukti, Mukti, Siddhi, all this included there, cannot sleep peacefully at night yet, <laughs> because there is some separate desire. I want something. We should even get accustomed to not express ourselves in those terms. I want. I remember once when the Buddha went to Bhakti i Narasimha Maharaj, a disciple of him. So he wanted to school him. So the disciple once said, Guru Maharaj, yes, I want. And he said, Stop. Not properly presented the, the idea. <laughs> I like can plan, you are approaching a higher realm, you cannot go with the idea, yeah, I want. And with a finger like this. But what do you want? How can I serve Kinkara? How can I be of service mm-hmm. <clears throat> So basically this is the idea that of pure bhakti that Buddha Surya is sharing here, how the devotees are ready to leave everything in this world and in the next world, if you will, in this life and the next for the sake of bhakti. I don't the Gopis Brach, of course, are an extreme example of this. They are risking all their morality and dharma in this life. No, in the context of Vedic society, if you are a good wife, you will attain a prosperous future in next life. And they are throwing everything on the window, just running after Krishna. I don't care about what happened in this life, what happened in next life. Krishna is calling us. We are not sure if he will accept or not. We are taking full risk in this life and the next. Who cares? The flute is calling us. A clarion color. So this is ex- experienced here by Vrita Sura, especially when he gives this name to Bhagavan, Samañjasa, as I mentioned. Samañjasa means the source of all opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you can give so many opportunities, I reject them all if you are not conducive to bhakti. But I want this very special opportunity, please, very unique opportunity. Again, he's burning in separation. So give me the opportunity that goes beyond all these goals in life, Pancham Purusarta. Give me pure bhakti, friend bhakti. I want that opportunity. If I have that, all the other opportunities will fit somehow or other. But for me personally, I don't want anything. It's similar to what Nursinghamaras and Nursinghamaras and I I to say to to Praladas, you know, ask a blessing for me, ask a blessing for me. According to Vishwanath, Bhagawan is saying the same to Preacher Sura. Oh, I'm pleased with you. You are so nice. I want to give you swag. I want to give you this. I want to. No, 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 no. no, no, no. If that will be an obstacle in my a- a approach to you, I don't want any of them. So the only thing I want now is to try to bridge the gap between you and me. I'm burning in separation. It's literally burning in separation. So if you are burning in separation, I mean, actually, if you are really burning in separation, any so-called obstacles will be burned by you. <laughs> By your, um, fire-like longing, and that will bridge the gap between you and the object. That That's what happened in the story of the great personality. Whatever obstacle comes in their way, instead of discouraging them, that actually throws more fuel to the fire, and their longing increases more and they increase their desire for getting united with their glory. So, a very nice example of bridges to And this. Again, remember, this is a second verse of the Baba Chaturthoki, and these four verses are trying to give in an encapsulated way the gist, the very essence of the Baba, that ultimately the Bhagavatam wants to give us, which has to do with Vrindavan, and extreme love in separation that they will show on the Bhagavatam, especially broadcasting in the Boma Lila on Earth, the separation of the graduate that's a way to enter into eternal union. So all this is being uh, showcase here in a trailer-like way. So we will continue next uh, class tomorrow with 3rd verse of Bhavachacharya Shloki of Sri Bhikasura. and we will stop here. Sri Harinam jai Sri Sri ki